Bonjour and welcome to another episode of Street Focus, an ongoing exploration of urban photography. I'm your host, Valérie Jardin. Today, my guest is photographer Kevin Mullins. If you're a Fuji shooter, you've probably seen his work. He has become well known for his photojournalistic style of wedding photography. And of course, Kevin is also a street photographer, and I'm excited to have him on the show today. Welcome, Kevin. Good afternoon, Valerie. Thanks very much for inviting me on. And you are in the UK, correct? I am indeed. And uh, whereabouts? I'm actually in a little tiny marketplace called Malmesbury, which is um, to the west of London by about two hours. Okay, awesome. And uh, you're a Fuji X shooter for uh, Fujifilm UK, right? I am indeed, yeah. Okay, so tell us a little bit about your background, because uh, I first found out about you um, about three, four years ago when I was researching uh, before I purchased the X100S, uh, I was just researching photographers who were using it and your a blog of yours with your wedding photography shot with the X100 at the time came up and I remember sharing it with so many people because I was just blown away by your style that's so unique and your use of such a small camera so tell us how did that all get started uh, okay well <laughs> it's a little bit of a um, funny story really in that I was uh, I had nothing to do with photography whatsoever in terms of I didn't own a camera, I had no real interest in it until around about 2009. Mm -hmm. um, my wife and I decided to move out of London and we had babies and all that kind of stuff. So uh, a career change was uh, needed. And um, one day I was sat on the train and was reading an article about uh, a wedding photographer. And I kind of looked at this article and I thought, hmm, this could be interesting. So I went home and I said to my wife, you know what, I'm going to try being a wedding photographer <laughs> and she she you know kind of with one baby in one arm she kind of looked at me and said uh, you know this is ridiculous you you don't even own a camera um but I was really taken by the uh kind of photojournalistic style of wedding photography that I was seeing okay. and so I did it I um you know I went on a couple of workshops did a little bit of second shooting pretty much from the very first wedding onwards I made a um, decision to shoot um as a photojournalist so with no posing it's all pure candid photography and um it kind of went from there really and here we are 350 odd weddings later wow. all, sh all shots in a candid style and so you actually did you stand your grounds from day one or when uh the mother of the bride asked you uh how, how could you do like the family portraits did you do that? I mean, I'm sure you had to give in at the first for the first few ones. Yeah, you know, the very well, the very first one was a complete nightmare. In fairness, there was uh, 41, 41 group shots. So, oh, um, yeah, exactly. I came back from that wedding and said to Gemma, "I've made a big mistake," um, but you know, it worked out in the in the end. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, it, it happens, and uh, it's all about kind of client education, really, and selling you selling on your website and through your marketing collateral exactly what you're going to deliver, um, and you know, hopefully, it, it the, the the kind of clients that come to me now are the people that are attracted to that style. Exactly. Um, and on the same back, there's plenty of people who will come to my website, look at the pictures and think, hmm, actually it's not for us. And so they'll move on. Oh, and definitely. Fine. And, and uh, so, so what did you start shooting with? The, the first camera was obviously not the one you're shooting with now. 
no, absolutely not. The first camera I had, the first kind of serious camera I got was a 5D Mark One, Canon 5D Mark One, and I went through I went through the whole Canon range. I ended up with a Canon 1DX and a 5D Mark III. They were wonderful cameras, absolutely brilliant cameras, um, amazing images. Um, you know, I kind of changed over time, moved to the mirrorless system, but when I was using the Canon system, they were they were great. And, you know, kind of went from there and moved forward to smaller systems, which helped me, I think, refine my style, I suppose. And and become less conspicuous. Yeah, absolutely. I think, um, you know, when it comes to wedding photography and when it comes to just general candid photography on the streets, it's really important, unless you're, you know, you're out there doing portraits, it's it's really important to try and just blend in. And, and I was really taken, the first time I saw the X100, in fact, I looked at that camera and I thought, wow, this is, you know, this this could really be a game changer in terms of the size and, and the way it was going to allow me to get closer to my subjects. Um, but without, uh, you know, breaking the integrity of the moment, that's the last thing I ever want is people to look at the camera and go, oh, and then smile or say cheese or all that kind of stuff. So um, the X100 came along and, you know, at the time, of course, now there's, there's various different Olympus and Sony and all that kind of stuff, and they all make great products. Um, but at the time, the X100 was the, the new kid on the block. It was either that or a, a Leica, and, uh, you know, I just didn't have those kind of funds. And, uh, you know, I started using it, and I think it's fair to say the first iteration of that X100 before the firmware updates was not really up for up to professional use. Um, you know, they, they fixed it with firmware updates and everything, but the the seed was set, the seed was sown, I should say, and, you know, I kind of I thought, this is it, this is the future, this is definitely where the potential is for me to to do what I really wanted to do, and, and that was get inside the wedding, shoot the, the wedding from the inside out, and shoot my street photography from the inside out, and really kind of get in as close as possible without having uh, any impact on the on the, um, the story that's unfolding. Yeah, so you, you really approach a wedding like you do street you you part of the scene yeah i think yeah no absolutely and i think actually it's probably the other way around i think i probably approach street photography oh, the same right. way as i approach a wedding really um in that yeah i mean i you know when it comes to weddings and street photography the parallels are amazing and i you know if there's for example if there's nice light in a uh, reception venue you know, I'll wait and I'll observe and I'll see what happens in that that pool of light, just as I would on a street corner. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I think when you're shooting weddings, it's different because you're in a. It's a little bit like shooting fish in a barrel. You're, you know, those fish are there. They're waiting for you to shoot at them. If you like, you're there for a reason. Um, on the streets, you know, it's you can come across all kinds of different things, and you're not there with any predefined goal. You know, you're not there to deliver 300 pictures for a client, for example. And so the pressures are very different. Um, but really the principles and the elements of shooting I think are identical and I, I often say to people that I use my street photography as a training ground for my you know because I make my money from wedding photography I don't really make money from street photography as such so I uh, you know but street I shoot far more street stuff than I do weddings because that's what I enjoy doing and I'm out there and I'm shooting and I'm kind of refining my style and understanding characters more and understanding light and composition and everything like that and it all comes from doing the 
groundwork on the streets and then mm-hmm. I kind of take it forward. Yeah. And, and of course, I mean, some people are probably just rolling their eyes right now thinking, okay, what, what can there be similar between wedding photography and mm. street photography? Most street photographies, most street photographers probably just shudder at the idea of ever shooting a wedding, but they have mm. to see your work and they will be totally blown away at the similarities. Um, and, uh, so, yeah. So if you're listening to this and you're wondering, what <laughs> what what the what is so similar between the two you have to go check out Kevin's work um so so you became so you were a wedding photojournalist wedding photographer before you actually became a street photographer which is quite unusual so so the the two kind of influence each other all the time yeah definitely mm-hmm. um and you know the the great thing was because i decided to um take on board this style of shooting you know i wasn't shackled by the um uh, the preconceptions of wedding photography so the guys who are rolling their eyes now and thinking oh no weddings etc you know they are probably thinking about the very formal route yeah. the you know using reflectors and off-camera flash and you know pictures with the grannies and all that kind of stuff um and it's very different to that and, and i'm certainly not the only person who shoots in this style of course but the you know shoots weddings this way but it's you know i actually enjoy shooting weddings and if i had to go down the route of doing it in a very formal way i wouldn't um but the you know the parallels are you know there there are so many parallels it's incredible um and you know what what i often say to my clients is really it's i'm just an observer it's i'm people watching Mm -hmm. um you know and i always say to them if i meet them before the wedding i would always say to them you know you're not employing me to be the person to operate a camera you're employing me to be the person to watch your wedding and see what's happening and monitor it and you know preserve those moments as they happen Mm-hmm. rather than you know be the person who understands uh, you know about the camera and aperture and shutter speeds and of course i understand all about that too but it's you know it's more than that it's about um the observation skills i think are more for me are more important than actually you know understanding about manual exposure and all that kind of stuff oh it, exactly it's all about seeing and yeah. uh, and being uh, ready to capture that moment and it's in wedding, just like in the streets, when you shoot in that way, you have control over so little. Just your your vision and your gear, and then yeah. and then you just have to react to what's happening and uh, and yeah. see opportunities, see potential. In the as you said, in the light. So you set a stage like you would on a street corner. If you have that that light, then you wait for the the right person to walk through, like you would in a wedding. You know who is going to make that that shot. <laughs> Exactly. I mean, uh, you know, at a wedding you do have, you know, there's there's a formal element to it. You know, it starts with the bridal procession and, you know, the first kiss and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, like I say, I don't really have any shackles. I don't often I won't actually take a picture, for example, of the of the first kiss. I might take a picture of uh, a kid looking at the first kids mm-hmm. or the parents looking glancing at each other, that kind of stuff. Um, but, you know, it's it really is just a case of watching and observing um, the light, the characters, the personalities, um, the composition, the the speed, the momentum of the wedding, the story, uh, the whole thing. It's, you know, as street photographers, we, you know, we'll often set ourselves projects, whether they're long-term goals or not, they're curated projects of, um, of a certain type. And really I see a wedding, each individual wedding is a curated project. 
Mm. Um, they, they each have a start, they each have a middle and they each have an end, um, which all good kind of street projects should do, I guess. And, uh, you know, in between that, you just answer, you're answering questions really, who, why, what, where, when. If those questions are answered through the photography, then, you know, you've told that story um, and, you know, you'll give them a, uh, hopefully a, a lasting legacy from, from their day. Exactly. And, and you had no formal training in photojournalism either. Uh, no, none at all. <laughs> uh, my, my background is um, it's all in kind of IT and programming and all that kind okay. of stuff. So, yeah, none, absolutely none whatsoever. And I think, uh, you know, being brutally honest, there will be a lot of people who kind of shake their head at this too. But I think being brutally honest, because I didn't have that formal background, I wasn't, I, I didn't kind of pigeonhole wedding photography as these are the things you have to do. Yeah. Um, you know, for example, when I enter my images into wedding photography competitions, they often get lambasted because, you know, the person's eyes aren't in the right place or the hand is in the wrong place, etc. And, you know, of course, my argument is, well, you know, this is candid photography. It's, it's, you know, you, you, you can't direct people. It's not, it's not a model shoot. Um, and so there's a very different element in street photography, uh, sorry, in wedding photography yeah. in that respect. It's not about the technical perfection. It's about the story, the emotion. And, and that's what you do so well. Yeah, I think so too. In terms of, you know, that's what I, I enjoy the emotion and the, the kind of um, feelings that come out of a wedding. Um, and when I, when I go onto the streets, especially if I go into London, um, you know, it's what I'm looking for. It's, it's, I'm always looking for people. It's, it's nearly always about people for me and people watching. And I like interaction between people. I like to look for eye contact and, and humorous moments and um, human touch when people, you know, I, I, I think a, a fairly bland picture can be make can be made very powerful just by two people touching their fingers or glancing at each other mm. you know it's it's that kind of stuff that really i enjoy looking at and yeah i'm quite open about this on my website too many of the images you know technically they are not perfect at all in any way shape or form but had i waited to make the uh, the picture technically perfect the moment would have gone exactly the same as same as in the streets yeah Yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah. I also looked at some of your projects. Um, the one that was I thought was so beautiful is um, this couple waiting for their C-section and the whole mm -hmm. story. And you followed up with story of, of this, um, the child growing up and so forth. But mm -hmm. I just love the, the, um, the, the first one, the first mm -hmm. uh, project where... And it's that clock that keeps coming back, and it's so well done. And, uh, and I, I want people to go look at that because that's, that's storytelling, and it's, it's so beautiful. Um, and so do you do a, a lot of those, too, besides weddings? I do. Um, yeah, I don't do many C-sections. That's pretty much that the only one I've done. pretty rare, yeah, <laughs> but at, what an opportunity. Yeah. yeah, no, and I would, you know, it was a, it was a commission. It was um, somebody I'd never met before, and they wanted to have it done, and yeah. and I really, uh, you know, I enjoyed it, and I loved taking those types of pictures, and I would do them more and more. But the logistics of that kind of work is very difficult. Mm -hmm. So, Kevin, tell us a little bit about your project, a day in a life, because I feel that is something. I mean, street photographers don't all want to become wedding photographers, in an, even in a photojournalistic approach. Uh, that's very intimidating for for a lot of people, but I feel that they could really um, use their skills to to uh, document their own lives or the lives of their friends or or clients even. So tell us a little bit about this project, A Day in a Life. 
so a day in the life is um, essentially it's just me spending time with people, often strangers, uh, in their homes, uh, in their place of work, just documenting what they do and um, using exactly the same elements that I would use when shooting on the street or shooting a, uh, a commercial wedding. You, you know, it, it always comes down to the light, the composition in the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think when you when you keep that in mind, regardless of what you're shooting, you're, you should be able to get or, you know, you should at least be able to try and get emotive, powerful images. Um, the day in the life stuff really for me is um, it's a, it's an escape from kind of the um, enclosure of weddings if you like um, but it's still it's still commercially viable so um, it's something I greatly enjoy doing it's something I'll do a lot more of um, and you know they come in different guises I, I'll often do um, a morning with clients who past wedding clients who have gone on to have children um, I've done you know like, like we talked about already I did the um, c-section the actual birth of one one baby um, yeah, I've spent time in people's works I've spent time in the sporting environments with them just following them around and you know really just giving them a memory if you like Mm -hmm. it's it's just their memories that that you know everyday stuff people washing up people having breakfast together uh, people driving their car it's 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 all of that stuff that we do on a very daily basis um but you know in a given time those those memories will, will kind of disappear and having them in print will be you know even more important for for sure and um and and I think we, I mean, I think we've stepped away from the cheesy portraits anyways. I think they're, I mean, yes, you can still get those done in a lot of uh, shopping malls and such. But yeah. uh, I think, you know, the the, the uh, portrait photographers today are, are doing a more natural approach. When I started my business um, about 17 years ago, um, I, I documented... Um, people's lives, their children at the park or in their own environment. And that was very new at the time. Nobody had done this. Nobody ever saw this type of work because uh, um, they were used to the cheesy portrait in front of a fake winter wonderland, you know, (laughs) (laughs) sitting on a fake log. And uh, that was their (laughs) Christmas portrait. And and I would bring the children to... um, to prayer, the prairie grass of Minnesota and, and have them run through there and, and photograph them being themselves. And people just cherish those pictures even more. So I think, uh, that's something people can, can apply, especially street photographers, because we know how to capture those special moments. We know how to see those, those, those emotions. And so I think it's something that we can apply in our own lives, documenting our, 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 fa- our own family. Sure. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I, you know, I'm, I'm definitely constantly with a camera with me at home and wherever I am, there's a camera and, you know, my kids are, I, I must have thousands and thousands and thousands of pictures of the kids just, just doing stuff, you know, mm-hmm. crying, happy, lying on the floor, you know, opening fridges, you know, running up the stairs, everything, you know, it's all there. It's all, it's all documented. Um, and you know, it's, it's a great, when I look back at my own childhood pictures, you know, I've got some, you know, I've got great childhood memories, but I don't really have that many great childhood pictures. No. Um, and you know, hopefully things will change. Yeah, for sure. So now, um, when you, when you approach a wedding or when you go out and shoot in the street, um, do you use similar gear, similar settings? Tell me a little bit about that. 
Yeah, definitely. I, I'm a great believer in uh, uniformed images. And by that, I mean, for all my wedding work, I, it's mostly black and white. It's not all black and white, but it's mostly black and white. Um, so the finish to all my black and whites are the same. Um, I shoot, believe it or not, I shoot mostly in JPEG. Okay. Um, and, uh, you know, so I use the black and white plus R filter in the Fuji cameras. Mm-hmm. So you have nicer, uh, smooth skin tones. Yeah, and it's they're also those. I like I like punchy black and whites. I like my images yeah. to have quite a bit of bite. You know, the shadows. I like those to be very deep, and so for that reason, I for those of you who do shoot, shoot Fuji, the um, JPEG settings that I use are plus two in the shadows, minus one in the highlights, plus two in the sharpness, and then if I am shooting color. I would use the classic Chrome film simulation mm-hmm. and I would have plus two in the color for that. Um, and it gives, it gives a very, very punchy image. It gives a very punchy black and white and a very punchy color image. Yeah. So the, the color setting, uh, don't you feel that's a little cool compared um, to like the Astia? Yeah, it is. It is cool, but I think overall, I think for a kind of wide ranging um, set of images, a kind of threat of the day. For example, if it's a landscape, or yeah. it's, you're in a shadowy area, or you're underground, or something, I think shooting on the classic Chrome is good enough for me to yeah. be able to just shoot like that without worrying about changing the settings, yeah. without worrying about anything. Oh, it's very uh, beautiful. It's very distinctive. Um, that classic Chrome, I think it's a great yeah, I, mm-hmm. I love it. And and actually, up until they came out with the classic Chrome film simulation. You know, I used to, I, I would rarely shoot color on my Fuji's. It was all, you know, it's all black and white um, or I'd shoot in raw and, and process it later. Um, but now, you know, I've got the classic Chrome. I can do my color work with that. Um, when I'm shooting out on the streets, I will, I've actually recently just got the um, X-T10, which I never really thought I would, I would kind of buy, um, but I did. I got it recently um, and I've been taking that out on the streets of me just to see how I get on with it. Um, but generally I take the X100T mm-hmm. with the wide angle converter. That's, that's my bread and butter camera for weddings and street photography. Oh, really? The- with the wide angle converter. So the 23 mil, <laughs> the 35 equivalent is not wide enough for you? Uh, not quite. It just brings it down to 28. So it's not, there's not a massive amount of difference in it, but it's, um, it just gives me a nicer, a wider field of view. And I don't feel, uh, quite as, uh, I don't feel like there's too much of a barrel going on straight, you know, looking down the barrel kind of thing. I get, I, it forces me to get closer too, which I like. I get more powerful images from it, I think. Um, the, the X-T1 I also use at weddings, but I rarely take that out on the streets. Um, it's, it's the X-100T or, yeah. or the X-T10 now. Um, in terms of lenses, if I'm shooting that X-100T, the, the wide angle converter never comes off. I, I don't take it off. I shoot that X-100 with the wide angle converter on it all the time. I, I, I can't remember the last time I, I unscrewed that converter and shot it. Um, you know, the, the 23 mil focal length on it. Um, the X-T1, I only use um, two lens choices, which is the 16 mil mm-hmm. and the 56 mil. So um, primes, two primes, two bodies. So I don't have to change lenses. don't have to worry about anything. Um, you know, the, the little X-100 and the, the um, X-T1s, they just sit on hooks on my belt. So I don't carry bags or anything like that. I, you know, I, I kind of dress like a guest. I just, I just mingle. I, I'm just in there. I'm just another person with camera, and my cameras are usually smaller than the guests. So. Yeah, I, I was going to say, <laughs> how how was the reaction? Because I think now people don't need to be educated like they used to three, four years ago, where you know bigger was better and so forth. I don't think, I, I don't think anybody really thinks now that it's you know that we compromise on mm-hmm. quality with smaller gear. I think 
that's kind of been put to rest or maybe not i'm not sure what the general public still thinks but uh what are your thoughts on that and how was it the first day you showed up with such a small camera and the guests <laughs> were carrying their 5d mark two and threes and their 70 to 200 yeah you know i think i think you're right about the the whole smaller camera thing and i think to be honest with you, we've got apple and the iphone to thank yeah. for that because i think people realize that actually on just even on their phone they can they've got a good quality camera and they can get you know, snaps that they are, they are happy with. So everybody, especially at a wedding and, you know, on the streets, everybody, wherever you are, they, they all have their little cameras or their point and shoots yeah. and everything. So you're right. I think people definitely understand that you don't have to have a very big camera these days. Um, but then, you know, at weddings, you always get over here, we call them the uncle Bob's, yep. They're the, uh, <laughs> you know, the guys with, <laughs> you, you know, they've, they've got a um, healthy disposable income, let's say, and they've got big old 1DXs or 5D Mark threes and a 7200. On full auto and, because uh, they don't, yeah. don't quite know maybe how it works. <laughs> it, exactly. And they follow you around and, and then they ask you questions and what, you know, why are you using a Leica? That's usually the one I get. And yeah. <laughs> I say, well, you know what, it's not really a Leica, etc. Is it film? Is it old? Yeah, film. That's right. Yeah. 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 And, um, but, you know, I've never once had a client say to me, oh, well, you know, we were expecting you to use a larger camera or, you know, it'd be a little bit concerned. Not once. The only time I ever have that conversation at conventions and talks, etc., is with other photographers. Uh-huh. Um, and it's, you know, it's, it's, def- it's, it's certainly not a street photography problem, but it's a wedding photography problem. And the wedding photographers, um, even if they want to shoot in a candid style, they are fearful of what clients will think if they turn up with smaller cameras. Um, and I've never had that fear and I, I encourage people certainly not to have that fear. Um, but they, you know, what, you know, what do your clients think with you turning up with a camera like that? And I just say to them, well, you know what? It's not about what the camera I, I use. It's the pictures they get and, and, you know, that's what they're going to be aware of. So, um, you know, it's not, it's not something that I hope people would worry about, but it's certainly something that people do worry about. Yeah, it, it is. And I can imagine like a young wedding photographer today starting out is probably not going to feel quite as comfortable using smaller gear for that reason because of the, you know, what people may think and they probably going to get the big pro looking gear because that will give them maybe put them more at ease that they will look more important and more credibility yeah. or something. Uh, you know, I think you're right. And, and I think generally in the industry from for all of the mirrorless manufacturers, I think they all have the same problem in that people are, you know, they're converting the professionals. A load of professionals are buying Sony, Olympus, Fuji, whatever. They're, you know, they're ditching their DSLs and moving that way. But the new people into the marketplace who are actually, there's more of those on a yearly basis than mm-hmm. anybody else. They're the ones that are not seeing it. They're the ones that are thinking, oh, yeah, you know, I need to get a, uh, a Canon or a Nikon, basically. They're yeah. the two choices. And I need to get everything and the big lens and monopods and all that kind of stuff. Um, and that's fine. You know, I went through that procedure too. And, and I think everybody probably does. It's, it's, you know, it's a bit of a rite of passage, isn't it? But I think it's, you know, for people who are street photographers or the people who are listening to this, they already understand the power of the smaller cameras. And it's certainly a, uh, you know, it's, it's allowed me to, uh, it, it, moving to smaller cameras saved my wedding career for sure, because I was falling out of love with shooting it. They were, the cameras are too big. I couldn't do what I wanted to do. I couldn't get in close enough. I couldn't get the emotive images that I really wanted to get um, without interfering with the moment. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it was, it was good timing when it all came along and, 
I enjoy it. I look forward to them and I enjoy going. I have no preconceptions. I have no worries about what I need to shoot. I have no kind of um, set shot lists or anything like that. And it's exactly the same when I hit the streets. I love just getting on the train, heading to London. Um, You know, I have some long-term projects, um, kind of curated projects I'm working on in my street photography. And I have, you know, short-term goals when I just head out for the day. Um, I always set myself a project. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a firm believer. If you just head out wandering around, you just end up with snapshots. You, if you don't have a, a objective in mind, whether that's for the next hour, for the next day, or for the next two years, then you know, I, it's. I, I like to focus my mind. I, I need to give myself something to look for, mm-hmm. rather than just hope something will come along. Yeah. Um, you know. So now, do you use any zone focusing for either your street or your weddings? Or what's your what's your most common setting when you shoot a wedding? Yeah, I do. I use zone focusing a lot, um, yeah. and yeah, especially for street photography, I'm, I'm pretty much zone focusing all the time. Um, and for wedding photography, especially in low light situations, lower light situations, I don't, I don't use flash or any um, additional lighting. So um, I'm ho- often having to zone focus and you know rely on the the, um, the people to come into the into the field of focus if you like rather than auto focus on them um, and so I'm very used to that in fact I've literally just today taken delivery of a Samyang manual focus lens which it's the first one I've purchased and I'm looking forward to using that um, so yeah it's all it's a majority of the time it's zone focusing one of the very very fast moving elements of a wedding such as the bridal recessional or if they are doing a confetti throw um i'll often put the camera into continuous mode and, and basically blast through that um track them and blast them as they come sure. through um but other than that yeah it's you know it's it's more about watching and waiting and looking rather than kind of uh, what we call spray and pray i suppose mm-hmm. um And, you know, it's, there's different ways of shooting, obviously completely different ways. And just the way that I do it is not necessarily the right way to do it, but it's, it works, it works, exactly. (laughs) It works. And, um, you know, I'll get away with it. (laughs) And, and so you, you shoot all over the UK, but you also shoot destination weddings. Yeah, I've shot, I shoot all over the UK, definitely. And, um, I've done, uh, no, Italy, Ireland, France, Germany, America, Malta. Um, yeah, kind of, yeah. Philadelphia last year. And you teach workshops. I do indeed. Yeah. I teach workshops and I speak at conventions. Um, and the workshops I teach are basically, um, aimed at street photographers. Um, but I do get a lot of wedding photographers on them because it's, it's street photography, but using, um, I try and educate people about observing more Mm -hmm. than just using the camera. That's, that's really what it's all about. And, And we take that forward into weddings and stuff. Um, and yeah, conventions and talks and various bits and pieces do all of that kind of stuff. Yeah. So what, uh, what tip could you give, uh, a street photographer out there who wants to use his or her skills uh, and and uh, maybe go out and shoot a wedding or document somebody's day. Well, what, um, um, how to approach it and how I to think, sell themselves, maybe. Yeah, I think you know if if somebody had said this to me right at the very beginning, I think it would have uh, saved me a lot of um, headache and. What I would say to people is just be honest with yourself and be honest with the types of pictures that you like. Um, if you are taking pictures that you don't really feel in your heart are pictures that you would want to look at for years to come, then you're unlikely to do a good job of it. Um, so like I said earlier, if, you know, there's many people who come to my website and they wouldn't want those types of images. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but those people are not the people I want to shoot for. Mm -hmm. So you'll never see anything on my website or in my marketing collateral of anything that I don't want to shoot. It's all pictures that I'm proud of and pictures that I want to allow people to come to me and say, yeah, I really want that. I really, you know, I feel the passion for it. And I feel the, um, you know, when I'm doing the wedding photography and I'm talking to my clients, I'm telling them about images and I'm talking to them about why I love taking this picture and why I loved making this photograph. Um, it's not about you're going to get an album and a CD and this and that, and it's going to cost this and that, etc. It's all about the passion of the images and, you know, really why I, I saw this and why I took this and why this is in colour and why this is in black and white and the contrast and the layers and the levels and all of that kind of stuff. So, you know, if, you, if you're honest with yourself about the images um, and the style that you want to shoot, then, you know, go out and do it. And, you know, from a street photography point of view, I'm... Uh, you know, I like to, I like to zone focus, getting really close, wait for people to get into, you know, into a close area and shoot it, the candid portraits, you know, that's my style. That's really what I love doing. Um, and f for weddings, I love doing that too. And, and the two of them go hand in hand, but it's, you need to be quite brave, but you, the most important thing is the integrity of the image and that you, you do what you want to do and you, you know, you make it, um, you'll make a good business out of it if you, if you have that passion. Yeah. And, and to, to stand your ground, you know, don't let the client influence you into you know signing a contract to to shoot this style of wedding and then on the day of the wedding they show up with this huge shot list and you're not yeah. prepared for it and then it's going to be a disaster and uh and mm -hmm. and you don't want to go there you, you don't want to become a bad experience because if you don't enjoy it well why do it i mean uh, wedding photography is certainly not something you want to do if you're not enjoying it No, 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 absolutely. And I don't think anybody ever comes out of school thinking, I want to be a wedding photographer. Mm -hmm. You know, you are, you fall into it for one reason or another, whether you go down a photography route and end up there or whether you, you end up, you know, with a, a fancy camera and a friend says, can you shoot my wedding? But whichever way you, you reach that, that, um, that career, it's, it's a vocational career. You, you know, you're not doing it because you've, you know, you've not taken exams in it, for example. And, you know, it's not like an accountancy. You're doing it because it's, something that you should be loving and if you you know if you regularly come home from whether it's street photography or wedding photography or any kind of photography you come home and you think oh I hate that I hated that today or now I've got to edit an album or now I've got to edit all these images etc then you know something's wrong and, and it needs to be fixed because yeah. um, you know then you should go and be an accountant or something else that's right <laughs> but really the the best way to to get started in this if um, you want to apply this technique of of you know, a photojournalist um, approach in, uh, in weddings or events is to just do it for fun. Be the guest. You know, you're a guest. You don't, mm -hmm. as long as you don't get into the, the way of the hired photographer, you know, mm -hmm. be a guest and then uh, and use it as a project. And uh, hey, if it's your friend's weddings and you end up with killer images of their day and, you know, <laughs> Uh, even better but um, that's something with a small and conspicuous camera silent camera that you could easily get away um, doing um, if you're part of the uh, of the wedding really yeah completely and, and that's you know that's how I started out at the beginning really I I went along to some friends weddings uh, who were getting married it, it was that time in my life where all my friends seemed to be getting married and you know we were going to each of the weddings and yeah I started taking cameras and, and doing the thing and, and and they loved the images And, it, you know, it was that black and white stuff, the black and white candid stuff. And it was kind of like, well, you know what? Well, I really like doing this. I really like doing something, making something. Yeah. You know, it's, it's kind of this tactile thing, this picture 
um, that makes people smile. And, if, and that's, that's the good thing. If it makes people smile, it makes me smile. Wow. This has just been so great. I never thought really when I started Street Focus that I would ever have a, a wedding photographer as a guest <laughs> on it. And you're just the perfect guest for this because really, uh, I urge everyone to go check out your work. Then they will completely get it. They will understand why there's so much similarities between what you shoot What, how you, you approach the weddings and how we approach the streets. And uh, it's just, uh, it's been a great conversation. Thank you so much, Kevin. Where can people go to see more of your work? Because you, you probably separate the two, right? You have your wedding portfolio and then your personal work. Are they on two separate websites? How does it work? Yeah, I do. Um, so my main wedding work is at www.kevinmullinsphotography.co.uk. Um, and that's all, that's, that's all kind of Fuji work. I don't use, um, I don't use DSLRs at all now. I haven't for the last three years, probably. Um, so all my work is 100% shot on these, these little things. Um, my personal and my street photography work is over on f16.click. Okay. Uh, f16.click yeah so between those two things you can pretty much catch everything and then uh, and then the workshops are listed on there too any um any workshops coming to the u.s in the plans <laughs> or yeah not at the moment i've there's been lots of lots of people have asked me to do different things so yeah. i will um you know I'll, i'll see what i can get my head around and sort something out hopefully sounds good well thanks again kevin and uh i um Look forward to seeing more of your work and all your um, amazing projects. You're you're really an inspiration because uh, although I shoot I shoot street, my kids are are grown up now, and and it's harder, you know, to uh, to yeah. uh, to photograph them as we know when they can become teenagers and and older. And yeah. so I I miss you know now I feel like oh I did miss a lot of opportunities when they were younger uh, mm. because because I was you know. I was shooting for clients and and I didn't really want to, you know, shoot when I wasn't shooting for clients at the time. Now that I only shoot for myself um, as a, and, and I teach, I mm -hmm. wish I had those years back where I could just document, you know, our lives uh, more because that's, I mean, this is something you can do every day and this is great practice, whether you want to do this uh, for a living or just uh, do it for fun. And, and uh, I think you're a great inspiration. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much for having me, Valerie. It's been fun. I really enjoyed it. Thank you. And we are at the end of another episode of Street Focus. Please head over to thisweekinphoto.com slash street to subscribe to the show. My name is Valerie Jardin and you've been listening to Street Focus. Now it's time to grab that camera and hit the streets. Mm -hmm.